Condon. Ken Miller. Trent Condon. Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO. And now on 106.3 FM. Hi, good morning, everybody. Welcome in. Miller and Condon on a Thursday. The first of 32 Thursdays without football. Who's counting? Welcome to the program. I guess I was. What a terrible note to start the show on. (laughs) Isn't that depressing? Yeah, that really is. Oh, my gosh. It's 106.3 KXNO. Trent Condon, Ken Miller. We're going to talk sports with you for the next couple of hours. And thanks for spending some of that time here with us. Uh, The BMW of Des Moines guest list. We will get to the NFL with two of our regional teams. Normally we do it on Tuesday, but this week was a little discombobulated. Uh, So today we'll hear from Dave Sinekin. We will also hear from Nick Athen, Nick with the Chiefs, Dave with the Packers on their plans heading into their team's plans that they cover heading into week number 18. We'll do that uh, in the well, bottom of the hour. In hour number two, Wade Looking Bill, former Hawk, will help Trent and I out with tonight's Wisconsin-Iowa matchup. Uh, certainly a matchup where two of the two, I guess you want to call them stars, uh, on their respective teams put on quite a showing. In their games on Monday night, tonight they collide Murray versus Davis. Although it's more than that, it's Wisconsin and Iowa, and we'll talk about that here coming up at uh, 11.05. At 11.30, we're going to talk uh, to Pete Futek, College Football News. We're gonna just, look, I, there's a national championship game coming up. I understand uh, there's a lot of folks that just aren't uh, pumped up about this game whatsoever because it is two SEC teams after all. Uh, but we are going to, for those that are still um, you know, engaged in college football, We'll do that today, tomorrow, and then, of course, on Monday. We start with what we witnessed last night on ESPN. You or news? You. It was you. It was 208, right? It was. Um, Announcers not in the building. King and Chucky watched the game on monitors like everybody else did. Uh There wasn't in Hilton Coliseum last night. By the looks of things, they had a pretty good crowd, which, you know, hats off to them for doing it because it's ice cold outside. Mm -hmm. When it was like where I grew up, this was like where I grew up every single day. For months. For months. Um, But the game itself, not the most aesthetically (sighs) pleasing. But you know what? It wins a win at the end of the day. But Mm -hmm. you know what? The problems remain, right? They just can't shoot. Can't shoot. Your defense is going to pack. Mm-hmm. It's going to travel. Yeah, it has to. And it's going to give yourself a chance in many games. But, mm-hmm. you know, as the season started and they get those wins in Brooklyn, we are talking about, you know, if this team continues to play this defense, they're going to be in every game. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's the case with this offense. There's going to be nights say, yeah. where teams are hitting shots mm-hmm. and they're just not going to be able to keep up because they're not good enough offensively. There are going to be those nights. Now you feel going in to most nights, they got a shot. And there is no reason. Look, for you and me that aren't fans of the team, that was hideous to watch. It was tough. It, it was well, the sex, for the final 20 minutes. Oh, that, it was awful. Yeah. It was brutal basketball. But for Cyclone fans, you don't care. It no, was 24 no. straight losses to conference foes. Yeah. You don't apologize for a thing. Nope. As hideous as it was for us that don't have the Cardinal and Gold. You love that thing because it was a win. Absolutely. Now, the only fight, I, the dog I have in the fight is I want him to play basketball in March. So, yes. Right? And you're the same way. March basketball that matters. That matters, precisely. Yes. And this, uh, this, this goes a long way towards that end, uh, beating a depleted Texas Tech team. But you're one and one in the conference. And at the end of February or the first week in March, whenever we're looking back at this thing, and regardless of how many they've got, 
Yeah, but that first win in the Big 12, when they only said, ah, that shouldn't count. Right. No asterisks. There's no, no. asterisks. It was difficult to watch. They uh, Both teams. Well, let me ask you. They both they both guarded the you-know-what's off is what I was about to say. Mm-hmm. And to an extent, that's true. But it was also helped out by a lot of very piss-poor shooting. Absolutely, yeah. And that's the piece of it here. It felt like a game where you knocked down some open shots. It should have been you know, 65-60. 51 And how about the way that it ended for those folks who had an Iowa State ticket? Uh-huh. And I believe you did, too. Uh-huh. I thought so. I did. Ooh. Got the push for the people that had the five. Sorry. That's oh, you a, had five. Well, five was the closing line. Oh, I had four. Oh, gotcha. I thought yeah. so. I thought, didn't think you No. But for the people that got mm. it late, that's a statement. At least you get your money. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Comes down the floor. Tick, tick, tick. And he puts it up and he... Banked it home. <laughs> for those of you who stuck around and actually saw that shot live, you tip of the cap to you for, yes. for sticking through that. But um, you know what? Brockington, when it mattered most, right, there he was at the at the end of the game mm-hmm. doing what he does, leading this team, making, uh, making just a huge shot at the time. Uh, good for him for doing that. And Aruna, who'd been really good offensively, didn't have it going on last mm-hmm. night. Um, he just Coons, seemed off, too. He, he, almost yep. from the get-go. Well, just, yeah, he had a couple of balls go off of him, yep. a couple of turnovers. Bobbled the ball. Yes. Wasn't yep. clean. It was one of those nights, as soon as we said, the light bulb's coming on, mm-hmm. one of those nights is going to happen. But off the bench, especially in the first half, without Grill and Kuntz, I mean that that's probably a nip talk yeah. game. Well, how about and Koontz is didn't he hit a three at the end of the sh- at the uh with the shot clock like I don't know, two seconds left in the first half. Mm-hmm. Just an unbelievably bad <laughs> possession, and yet they he got the three, so as it turned out it was pretty big. This is not the time for pushing buttons and moving lineups and things like that. I don't but know what I did you can do. No. Well I had this thought. All right, let's say these offensive problems continue and some losses start to pile up. Mm-hmm. You got two really talented scorers off the bench in Coons Goons and Grill. And Grill. Yeah. Do you find a way to get one of those guys with the starting group? I, now, and, I don't know what the. Ex- would it, it be Anaruna goes to the bench yeah, and Coons is in? I would think that would be what you would do. Or Kalsher goes to the bench, even with that great defense, yeah. and you have Grill start just to get some more offensive mm-hmm. firepower. Again, this is right now, this is foreshadowing. This is down the road right. if things hit the skids for a while. And the offensive struggles really continue for this team. But just something that popped in my head last night, especially during that first half, and both those guys were shooting it so well. Yep. You love to have that scoring punch, but because of the lack of offense in the starting five, just something to think about. Well, you Stash can't take Brockington or Hunter out of the no, lineup. No. If you're not, I don't think you're taking Condon out for sure. So it would be Enneruin or but would be Kelsher. You know what I liked about Kelsher last night, even though, he, again, he, he just he struggled so mightily. I think he made his first one. Didn't he make his first yeah, one? it was early. It was early in the game, right? At, opposed to the Baylor game where he missed back to backer and that was it? Yeah. He went in the show. Right. He wasn't looking to shoot anymore. At least he kept, and I'm sure that was TJ or one of the assistants, you know, keep shooting. Right. If it's there, it's it's going to drop. We've seen it drop before. And at least he kept shooting the basketball. So i got to give him credit for that. Um but again, a win's a win. I think that's the that's the what how you, the lipstick you put on it, uh, and you move forward, and off they go to Norman. After coming in here eighteen times a year ago and talking about a loss Ooh. in conference play, Ooh. you take it as ugly Without as a doubt. it was, and now all of a sudden playing with a little bit of house money mm-hmm. going to Oklahoma, a very winnable basketball Saturday, game, right? Yep, Saturday, Saturday, yep, a winnable basketball game. Mm-hmm. So all of a sudden you get that one in the win column. You find a way. Look, this team at minimum. 
You only have to go eight and ten in conference play to be an NCAA with the Q ones wins that they've already got in the bank. I agree with you. They're in really good shape. I think but they are too. Any of those eight wins yep. that they get are going to be good wins mm-hmm. at the end of the year. K State, TCU, yeah, still Oklahoma pretty good State conference, not, top to bottom. But even if you get six wins against those three teams, you still got two more pretty win, good wins. Just getting yep. to eight, yep. and that's at minimum to be a tournament team. Yeah. You get to five hundred, you get to over five hundred, ten and eight. Mm-hmm. You're talking about certainly being in the top half of the bracket. Without a doubt. And and maybe even a little bit better than yeah. that. Yeah. Let me top the break. So not quite top to bottom. There's a couple of bottom, you know, a couple of teams at the bottom that aren't real good. But overall, mm-hmm. there's eight teams that are, you know, going to uh, going to contend for to hear their name called on selection Sunday. Uh so Iowa gets their turn tonight, a mm-hmm. game against Wisconsin and Madison. Um I thought it was great. Z Bohannon's tweet. Uh, no. He tweeted at uh, Davison. Any chance we can move this up? Us old guys got to get to bed. <laughs> Which is <laughs> pretty eight accurate. O'clock start. <laughs> right. Eight o'clock start, and these guys do have some age for college basketball players. But That's funny. Yeah, it, it is. Um, look, I, I don't think it's going to be Murray versus Davis, and whoever scores the most points wins. Mm-hmm. But we think back to these two cats and what they did uh, respectively on Monday night. Uh, for their, I mean, Wisconsin went on the road and won at Mackey, folks. They beat Purdue on the road. Iowa had a nice win in their own right uh, over over Maryland. Who's going to pick some teams off? I think they're a, a a middling Big Ten team. But this is a good. This is a big spot tonight for for Iowa. And they're what did what did you tweet last night? Two two is the number, and it's up to three now. Is it here this morning as mm-hmm. I look at it right now? So yeah, slight favor for Wisconsin. I think that's fair. If, if I had to make a pick right now. I'd lay it with the Badgers just because we got to see Iowa do it in a road spot. Mm-hmm. Last time they went to a true road game, wasn't pretty against yeah. Iowa State. Yeah, I'll say. And even the Purdue game, of course, they played without Keegan Murray in that game. Right, but a little asterisk. Until the end, uh-huh. it was not pretty. It. The last 10 minutes, they made the comeback yep. and got yep. back into the game. But mm-hmm. before that, the first 30 minutes were pretty ugly, too. Mm-hmm. So until they do it on the road, still need to see that was, more was about that game this. Was that game a Friday night? Yes. I thought so. Yep. Friday night, uh, early December yeah. is when that one was. And Johnny Davis, you know, we talked about Keegan Murray. I've told you the story before. I talked to a college scout. And when Keegan and Chris Murray were going through their senior year, looked like, well, their best offer for a long time was Minnesota State, going to Mankato. Wow. Western Illinois then came in. And when they got the Western Illinois offer, this scout told me, seems like a stretch. For at the time, Western Jeez. Illinois was one of the worst Summit League teams. And he said... Not That's sure a stretch. Yeah. That they're not ready even to play in the lowest Isn't levels of D one. And now Keegan Murray got a lottery pick being thrown mm-hmm. around from Danny Manning. Yeah. Guy that knows the game pretty well. Right. Talking about him being a lottery. I, I don't pick. think it's crazy. No, and he's not alone. You go to right. any draft site, they're going to have him as a first rounder, some mm-hmm. in the lottery. That's what we're talking about here. So Johnny Davis, he was a top one fifty yes. player too. He's made himself into this. Two sophomores that uh-huh. were not highly regarded, nope. not highly thought of, and now both certainly in the lottery. top ten yes. for college basketball in terms of player of the year rankings. Mm-hmm. And both sophomores do. These are not guys that kind of grew and built into this. They're doing it early in their career. Shows you those scouts, they still miss. Every no, no. once in a while. No, no, and there's a couple of examples that we'll see on the floor tonight. Speaking of lottery picks, but there is no lottery in the NFL. But I do want to ask you this. Um, I think you were the one that pointed it out to me after we've taped our Mediacom show yesterday. When Moss made his announcement, mm-hmm. and Tyler Linderbaum goes on Twitter with the eyes emoji. Yes. That's what you call those, right? Uh-huh, yep. Um, it certainly got Hawkeye Nation's, I think, wishful thinking, clearly. Mm-hmm. What do you make of it? I think there's a possibility. There's a more real possibility for Linderbaum coming back, which is ridiculous. What would you put the odds at? 2080? 
Yeah, probably. That sounds 20, about right. Stays eighty. There's no way he's got to do the. He's got to do what's right for his family. You know, we remember the decision for T.J. Hawkinson, and we continue to yep. hear how difficult yep. that was for him. Mm-hmm. And even if he wouldn't have got you know a first round grade, it was such a tough choice for yep. him. But it wasn't just first round; it was eighth overall. Is yeah, where he ended up going to the top ten, uh-huh. and that is. And I've seen Linderbaum right with one center. of the top. One of the Giants and the Jets both have two picks in the top ten, yep. and I think the Giants' second pick, which I think is around eight, mm-hmm. I've seen Linderbaum there. It'd be the Bears' pick that they have. Uh, of course, it was. Yeah. That's right because they they give uh, Bears moved up to take their QB of the future, Mister Fields. So let's play this game. Let's say that Linderbaum comes back, and let's say Dane Belton comes back, and Laporta comes back. They all come back. Uh. They got something to prove. So this is what you have coming back: the two running backs that we saw uh-huh. that we were both Williams Bros. Yep. You got your two most talented wide receivers back in mm-hmm. Keegan Johnson and Arlen Bruce. Yep. You have an offensive line that returns everybody short of shot. Where then. are you going to put Brody Brecht in the conversation? Mm, I don't think he's Prove ready it yet. yet. Okay. Yeah, he's he's yep. still got a ways to go, and he dealt with the injury mm-hmm. that he had. So you're feeling good. Offensive line took big steps forward the last mm-hmm. couple of months, and you got Linderbaum to anchor things there. You're missing one position. <laughs> I'm sure you know. Defensively. Okay. Everybody back except for Van Volkenberg. Yeah. And there's some depth behind him, I think. I absolutely think there is. I was really impressed what we saw at times this year from yep. Deontay Craig. Yep. I think he's got a bright future there. We know how good the linebackers are, and defensively, you've been, you're pra- you've been singing Craig's praises for a while now. I like him. I, I like him off do. the edge. I think he's got some speed. He's got that little bit of wiggle that you need to get mm-hmm. to the quarterback there. Carter's gone, but oh, Xavier Wampa is also coming on campus. <laughs> yeah. And on and on and on. Short of kicker. Yeah, that's true because they've been spoiled at that position the last few cycles. And quarterback. Ah, I knew you'd get there eventually. This is a stacked team. It is. And Kirk Ferentz is just going to say, we're fine at the quarterback spot. He can't, Trent. He cannot. Of course he can. He has in the past. Mm -hmm. But if there's ever going to be a time. Trent, this is a stacked team. Yes. Whether Linderbaum comes, I mean, the defense, they don't take a step back at all. I mean, they might take a step forward. Yes, right. Um. They, Ference has to do something, man. He Doesn't do. he? I, he's too smart to look at this, to go through, to do the self-scouting that you do in mm-hmm. January after the season concludes. And now. that's what they're in the process of doing. Yes. Everything that we heard, this is what January is going to be, the first couple of weeks back. I'm sure they took some time off. They deserve it. You know, after, after they coached during the holidays, mm-hmm. etc. Did you catch this? The touchdown on that screen play to Laporta. Uh-huh. Beautiful play. Yeah, what, what are you going to say? The fact that the uh, shooter and Linderbaum are running. <laughs> and that was I awesome. I love that. Yeah. You see shooter with his oh, stringy long hair running up there. That. Of course, Linderbaum doing his yep. thing. Great play. That was the first touchdown pass from Spencer Petras since the Penn State game. No way. Since the Penn State game. Penn State game was early October. He was injured, yes. But still, that's what you're looking at at the quarterback spot. And you have this stacked team. Yeah, certainly. With these guys, if they all come back, they are the runaway favorites in the Big Ten West. Without a doubt. you got a difficult schedule, yep. but you're, yep. so, you're in a huge position yep. to do something very special. And you're going to trot out Spencer Petras. Nope. With, and it's not just the poor play that we saw out of him. But it's also the it's animosity. It's the body of work. The, the toxicity yes. that surrounds the fan, it. Right. The fan base, they gave him a shot. They've moved on. Right. You have to do uh-huh. something else. Mm-hmm. You have to be in there tapping. It's not Caleb Williams. It's not Spencer no. Rattler when he was available. Not those guys. 
But the next tier, look around college football. Mm-hmm. There are so many quarterbacks that would make sense. And when you go and you're making your pitch and you're selling these guys, hey, look what we have coming back. Yeah, <laughs> Look what we have. Look what we have an opportunity to do here. We just need one position, one strength. And you're going to do it in a pro-style offense, and you're going to work under center. You're going to do things that are going to prepare you for the next level. You know, Iowa does have quarterbacks now that have played in the league. It's not like it was basically from the early 2000s, mm-hmm. the first decade of Ference, where nobody got a shot. These guys all have, from Rudock to Beathard mm-hmm. to Stancy. These guys have all played in the league. So when you're going through that route... Stancy didn't play, but got a chance. But right? got a chance, yep. yeah. Stanzi's he was on a roster, roster and yep. got a paycheck yep. and all these things. And Nate yep. Stanley, same thing. Yep. You can play that card that, yes, you can get to the NFL as a quarterback. Mm-hmm. We haven't had a star. Be our star. Be that guy that takes us to the next level. Will they do it? Yeah. Got to get up. Trent, that's the only... That's the. That's the the only hole I can see, and again, I I don't know what the kicker because right. they, look at there the margin for error in some of these games. Shudak was terrific this year. He was excellent. Shudak yes. should get some MVP votes on that team. Right, he really should. Yeah. Automatic is what he was. Uh, I've been saying it's all season long. He's going to get a chance to kick on Sundays. I mean, the league goes through a whole bunch of kickers. Teams going through four and five a year for crying out loud. Backups a kid from Oskaloosa, Aaron Blum. We'll see. What do you know about him? Anything? Nothing. Uh, the they're bringing in a kid from the Carolinas again. That was highly regarded. Stevens is his name, but again, mm-hmm. we'll see. I mean, yep. Is he? And the other part is, you know, remember when Duncan got that job? It was he didn't just get it right out of camp. Like he had to prove it, and he got that opportunity and ran with the job after he got the kid kick against Michigan. So. He still was not a strong leg guy. He was a guy that never had a chance in the league because he was a 45-and-in type of player. We'll see what the Stevens kid is, how good that leg strength is and those types of things. But then it's also just the mental. You know, they brought in Trent Mossbrucker one time, who was all-world as a kicker. And they brought him in out of high school on scholarship, and it never worked for him. And he Mm -hmm. missed some big kicks and still stuck around after he lost the job. But those kind of things happen. We talk about evaluations. You miss an evaluation of a kicker, Oof. especially at a place like Iowa. Yeah, you'd be in some deep trouble. Mm-hmm. Well, we saw missing names on the punter. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. no offense to him, but you got to be better than that for mm-hmm. crying out loud. All right, underway on a uh, Thursday. Hawks tonight, Wisconsin. What? There's a couple of other good games. I think this, the Big Ten's in the spotlight tonight. Um, there's a couple of games early that caught my attention. Ohio State, Indiana. That's the one. Yeah, that's the one. At and there's Indiana. one more. There's one more. I think too. Uh, let's see, Big Ten, anything else pop? That's all I see. Got a okay. late night game tonight, USC Cal. Always like that. And how about this afternoon, close. how this came together? So Loyola, supposed to start MVC play. Yeah. Their games, though, had been canceled. San Francisco, same thing in the WCC. They had a couple of games that were taken off the board. Two of the best mid-majors this season. And what do they do? We're going to get together in Utah and play a game this you gotta afternoon. you got to play, Trent. you got to get games. Uh, Murray yeah. State, speaking of the Valley, yes. in. Um, you know what? I got to give them credit over there. They they keep taking blows, mm-hmm. lose Creighton, lose Wichita. Now we lose Loyola, Chicago. Um, they they do as well as they possibly can. Got Belmont, obviously. That was announced um, a couple months ago. Murray State, different type of program than what they're looking at. And when they went to get Loyola, it was about getting Chicago. Thought it was mm-hmm. a little short sighted. Oh, well, it worked. Yeah, I'll say in a big time way. Same thing with Belmont. Okay, good program, but not only that, it's in Nashville. Big market makes sense. Murray State's different. Not a whole lot of, it's a small school, but they have a ton of basketball success. So this is kind of different than that. what they've looked at. There's still one more opportunity to get to 12. 
UIC has been talked about. UMKC has well, been they talked are, about. They will get to 12. Yes. Right. Texas Arlington, an interesting one, too. It's been a pretty good basketball team over the last oh, six, seven years. Mm-hmm. So those are the other teams that have been bandied about. But to get to 12, there's not a lock. There's not a one that makes a whole lot of sense with the basketball pedigree coupled with a big market. UIC, I mean, they've been terrible for a long, long time. Jimmy Collins had a couple of decent teams, so that's about it. You're kind of scraping the bottom of the barrel, but that league as a whole, now this is a league that had Louisville and Cincinnati. Yeah, and way back in the day, I when Iowa State, going back to the early 1900s. This is a as a whole conference though that has persevered tough and it to kill like it. stuff to kill it. They've not done a good we, job. Not that we want to. Speaking of the valley, you said you you watched a little you and I last night. Yep, just a little what bit. Did you, what did you see? Uh, the Have they kid? got it going again? Offensively, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, Fife is still banged up. I think he only played a minute in the game. They need him back in a big way to be able to compete even in the top half, I think, of the Valley. But Noah Carter was good last night. It was interesting. A.J. Green, he's a chucker, right? Yeah. He's going to get his. Not last night. More of a facilitator, getting guys involved. What's that all about, I wonder? I don't know. Just one of those games. Now, they got off to a great start right away. They're up 20 in a blink of an eye, so that also maybe had something to do with it. Hey, let's get everybody else involved. But this is a team that had all the injuries, still a lot of injuries going on, of course, with Fife. But they're going to be okay. I I think they're going to be okay. And offensively, when they're clicking, they are very, very solid. Good team. Uh, last thing before we go to break, uh, a friend of our program, Dave Sprower, friend from KSI 1430 in Dial, Story County. That's where Iowa State plays. Uh, Dave Sproul called the game last night on radio, on the Cyclone Radio Network. Of course, John Walters, unfortunately, is uh, on the sideline uh, with, with COVID, and he's made that public, so mm-hmm. I don't mind saying what's you know, keeping, preventing him from uh, from be, was being there last night. But good for Sproul, right? Yeah. Getting an opportunity. And he, he's going on the road uh, with the team this weekend. He will do these games Saturday in Norman. Uh, and before the plane leaves, he'll talk with us tomorrow. So it's, it's you like to see some of these guys mm-hmm. get an opportunity um, that's good. not that he needs a resume. I don't think he wants to go anywhere, but you know, he'll look back one day and yeah, I called a big 12 game, two top 25 teams. Yep. Dave's done a lot of women's basketball in the past, mm-hmm. but getting that shot and getting that chair got to be a cool moment for him. And he's got another one coming up Saturday against the Sooners. Absolutely. We will talk with him tomorrow sometime. Oh, I think they'll probably lead off the 11 o'clock hour. Trent, you know what I forgot to uh, ask you to do? And we'll do this during the break. We've got tickets to give away for next week's Indiana game. Oh, uh, nice. Dr. Stephen Fuller um, has given us another pair of tickets to give away. So we'll do the same thing as we always do at the Miller & Condon Twitter account. Total points in tonight's Wisconsin and Iowa game. Uh, the tweet will be up here momentarily. So wait till you see that and then respond to that, please. Say it all the time. Once the ball goes, no, 8 o'clock tonight, the contest closes. Yes. Now, whether it's an 8.05 tip or an 8.01 tip, at 8 o'clock, if your entry is not in, you're out. We had somebody try to pull a fast one on us the last time we gave tickets away to Illinois and actually put up a big stink about it because their tweet came in at, what, 8.30, I think Yeah, it was about a half hour after the game started. Look, they got the number right on the button, but you have to be in in time. Yeah. And I don't want this contest to end because someone ruined it, right? Because right. that's what's going to happen is if this, if this, you know, 8 o'clock, do you want to make it 7.59? No, 8 o'clock's fine. 8 o'clock's fine. Yep. Okay, but 8.01, you're out. If, you, yep. if you're not in by 8.01, you're toast. Total points, closest without going over. If Trent and I are both, we don't know each other and we want to win these tickets and Trent takes 140 and then a half an hour later I come in and say, I want 140 and that's what I... 
Trent gets the tickets if he's right. Whoever claims the number first gets the number. Got the tickets. Next week's game, it's a Thursday game. It's a week from tonight, right? Yes. Uh, 8 o'clock tip. Uh, Miller and Condon Twitter account. Thank you to Dr. Stephen Fuller. Two locations. He's 29th Street in Des Moines, of course, uh, in Altoona on 8th Street. FullerDental.net. Miller and Condon. Going to switch gears. Do a little NFL segment with two of the four regional teams. We will speak with uh, Dave Sinekin on the number one seed Green Bay Packers. And then Nick Athen on those Chiefs, who are now a two seed. Although Nick believes that the Chiefs will beat Houston on Sunday. Uh, the Chiefs will beat Houston. Um, Houston. The, the Houston will beat the Titans. He's uh, not alone. Yeah, I can't see it. Can you? Davis Mills. Yeah, I can. I saw that game earlier this year. I was also on the Texans Too much side. to play for. We'll see. Uh, we'll come back. Miller and Condon, uh, Des Moines Sports Station, 106. Ciao. So, I think now Rogers back to Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO and 106.3 FM. The Here's Ken and Trent. Do they come to him and say, you know, the heart is a blue. Miller and Condon, welcome back. Well, 1030 on a Thursday, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. We will hear from uh, Nick Athen on the Chiefs. Chiefs and the Broncos on Saturday. That's game one of the double dip on Saturday night. Of course, the Packers and the Lions collide. Dave Sinekin is the headcheese.com. The one seed is locked up. Dave joins us. Hello, Dave Trenton. Ken, thanks for coming on. How are you, Dave Sinekin? Morning, gentlemen. Doing great. Looking forward to a couple of meaningless weeks of football. Yeah, I bet you are. So how are the Packers going to handle it? Um, I, will Rodgers start? Will he play? What have they decided, Dave? Yeah, if you listen to Matt LaFleur, he's listening to his players. They want to play, and he says they've done a lot of uh, data research, and when he was with the Rams, they had this issue, and they feel like the best thing to do is to get everybody out there and treat it like a regular game. Now, they're not going to play the starters or at least the important starters, the entire game. I'm mm-hmm. certain of that. Um, Devontae Adams is 22 yards away from breaking Jordy Nelson's all-time Packer receiving Uh-oh. record. That's really important to him. I, I'm sure they'll get him that record. But I'd be surprised if you saw Rodgers and Adams uh, beyond halftime, maybe not even in the second quarter. And I wouldn't play Aaron Jones much at all either. Mm-hmm. He's dealing with a bit of a knee problem. There's no reason in my mind to risk your superstars in a game that you're playing against a team that you know is going to come out and play it like a Super Bowl. They're going to play hard for that coach. And uh, I, the last thing you want to do, obviously, is lose a vital player heading into the postseason. But from all accounts, they're going to play their guys at least to start, and we'll find out how long they stay in. Aaron Rodgers and a little bit of a, I guess, media skirmish with Habarkish, the longtime Pro Football Weekly and an NFL MVP voter with the AP your takeaway from that and the response from Aaron Rodgers, which, frankly, I thought was pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't blame Rodgers at all. And, um, you know, i take Arkish's vote away. I mean, I would too. he's a Bears guy. You know, and if this wasn't a Packer player, maybe he wouldn't have voiced his opinions publicly. But if you're going to state flat out publicly that you're looking at off-field stuff and, yep. and he lost my vote before the season started, then what are we doing here? I mean, that that's not what this vote's about. This vote's about the best and most valuable player during the 2020 season. And if you got personal feelings about it, don't vote for him. But don't publicize it. Right. Don't let people know. This is not like the Heisman vote where, like, I think my grandma has a vote. I mean, there's a million <laughs> people who vote for the Heisman. Yeah. There's 50 guys that vote for the MVP. And uh, it's a pretty um, important, it's the most important individual award in the NFL. So I thought it was pretty uh, 
shocking that, that Arkish would go public. And again, I think it's a Bears-Packers thing more than anything. But I would strip his vote. To me, it's, it's egregious enough to go public with that sentiment but I would take his vote away. Now you're preaching the choir, Dave. I totally agree with that. I thought he embarrassed himself. Now he has come out and said he's made a mistake, but um, we, we, we shall see. So uh, David Bakhtiari's in the news, and and apparently there's a chance that he plays, uh, gets a little bit of a chance to knock off some rust and, and play against the Lions. I think it would be beneficial if he gets some playing time on Sunday. What's the likelihood of that? Uh, you know, I'd like to see him out there too. I, you know, he's been he's practiced yesterday in a limited capacity. I, I don't think he was out there in team. I think he was just doing individual stuff. So I don't know if, if they really do believe he's 100 percent ready. If he is, for sure, get him out there for a couple series, knock some rust off. But um, I think we won't see him. I, I guess I'd be surprised if he's out there in a game that, that really means nothing. But uh, I do think that there's a really good chance that come Divisional Weekend, and he'll be back out there at left tackle. And at least the Packers have learned over the last, well, four or five weeks since Elton Jenkins went down with his torn ACL that they have something in Josh Nyman that, you know, the first week or two they really had a lot of help. They had a guy there to help him chip guys. They faced some tough pass rushers those first few weeks. But, man, oh, man, he has been a man the last few weeks. And the Packers definitely have a capable backup. So um, they're not going to be as frantic like we were a year ago when Bakhtiari got hurt. At least they know they've got a guy they can step in and handle his business. Another week, another ridiculous touchdown for Alan Lazard. He's coming Jeez. on here over the last month, including uh, that one. It was the tightest window of separation of any of the 35 touchdown passes. Is that a pro football from, focus? Yeah, nice. from Aaron Rodgers this year. Uh, he's playing at a high level. Aaron Rodgers obviously has a lot to do with that, but also getting a lot of accolades. I heard LaFleur talking a little bit about what he does in the run game, what a good blocker he is at 6'5", 230 pounds. Your thoughts on Lazard and going forward, you know, Looking at him, not a big contract, certainly. Aaron Rodgers is a part of it, but what you thought of about Lazard and his future with Green Bay? Yeah, he's uh, an invaluable part of this team, in a large mm-hmm. part because of what he can do as a blocker and, and play all over the field. And I saw a stat uh, in the last few days that when he catches four balls or more, Green Bay's undefeated. So wow. it, it's important to, to have him as part of this offense. My, my hunch is, you know, he's a free agent. Uh, I've read some reports where there's a – an option to put a second-round tender on him mm. that would cost the team a second-rounder to, to take him from the pack. And, and so I, I think they'll tag him in some way. They've got so many decisions. They're almost $40 million over the cap heading into next year. This team is not going to look the same next season. We Obviously, it starts with Rodgers and Adams and what they do there. But obviously, Lazard is a huge part of this offense. He has Aaron Rodgers' trust and in really important spots. When it comes to third down, when it comes to red zone, Lazard has become a key element, and especially since Randall Cobb went out. You know, that's the guy Rodgers really trusts when he needs a big catch. Cobb should be back for the postseason by all accounts. He's back practicing. Um, but Lazard has proven himself to be a really an indispensable part of this offense and a guy willing to do all the little things and, and be a blocker, a very willing blocker for an offense that's had so many missing parts, especially up front. Uh, he's been a really key part of this team. Uh, the Rodgers, well, what's going to happen is going to be a talking point all through January and then into February. And he, he says that he won't linger. He will let everybody know what his plans are um, relatively soon. 
I'm starting to hear the R word, the retirement word, when it comes to Aaron Rodgers. Do you buy that, Dave? Do you think if they, I mean, if if indeed they get the Lombardi and he's on the stage and they pass it to him and he's the MVP of the league, etc., do you think that that is a stepping away point from the NFL and, and into retirement for Rodgers? Well, man, you couldn't write a better script, right? MVP, mm-hmm. back-to-back, Super Bowl champ, and see you later. I, I'd be really surprised. I think he loves the game too much. Uh, I think he loves the challenge. I think he wants to be uh, part of history and, and try to get as many accolades down the stretch here. To be playing at his level at 37, 38 is really remarkable. I, I'd, be, I'd be stunned. I mean, I, I really would. I don't think he wants to go anywhere else. I don't think he wants to start over with a new coach, a new team no. for his, uh, you know, the back half, back few years of his career. I think he really hopes that Green Bay will tear up his last year, give him a new three- or four-year deal, and, and he can close out in Green Bay. Now, whether the front office wants to do that, I certainly hope they do, but um, I think that's what Rodgers wants. I'll be, I'll be really surprised if he hangs him up after this season. Has Gutekunst uh, said anything lately uh, as, as to what he hopes? No, he, 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 you never hear Gutekunst talk. He plays his cards very close to his vest. Uh, you know, Rodgers has been so vocal in recent days and weeks about the relationship with Gutekunst and how it's completely changed mm-hmm. and how content he is and, and just how what a happy place he's in, which is all good stuff. But it does come down to the dollars and, and whether they can make things work and figure out what to do with Jordan Love. And, you know, that's why I think, you know, not that one game means anything, but you roll Jordan Love out there Sunday and he performs well and there's so many teams looking for quarterbacks. Um, that might add somebody to look a little bit closer at trying to pry him away if Green Bay wants to uh, sign Rodgers to a new deal. So, yeah, Goody doesn't talk, which I love about this GM. He keeps everything very close to his vest. and uh, We'll find out once this season's over, obviously, pretty quickly uh, what the Packers' plans are. So, obviously, a buy for Green Bay. That's already locked up. If the seeds play out in the opening round, they get Dallas in the divisional round, and you got the Rams and the Bucks on the other side of the bracket. But just lingering here, and the 49ers got a big game. There's something about this 49ers team it felt like maybe they're a team built of anybody to go in the divisional round and get Green Bay. Would you be concerned if it is the 49ers in that first game for the Pack? Well, if it's Garoppolo, I'm not going to fear Trey Lance coming right. to the Lambeau you know, with two or three starts under his belt. Green Bay handled San Francisco earlier in the season out there, although they neither team was full strength. Uh, yes, I mean, they've got a great defense, a good pass rush. They run the ball well, which Green Bay can struggle with. So, you know, that's a team that could frighten you a little bit, but I don't know the, the status of their quarterback. But, no, I, to be honest, it's, it's Tampa Bay that I fear the most uh, with Tom Brady. And, and they obviously have some issues as well with, with injuries on the offensive side of the ball. But, no, I, I wouldn't necessarily fear San Francisco, but Green Bay's got a history of not doing well against that organization of late in the postseason. And, yeah, I mean, I, I won't be real confident, uh, overconfident if it's San Francisco, but in light of their quarterback situation, I don't think Green Bay will have a problem. Good stuff, Dave Sinekin. Thanks for doing this. We will uh, give you next week off as the Packers have the week off. If you see PA, wish him a happy birthday uh, here today. I guess it's his 56th birthday. I'm not sure if you got a radio hit with him uh, today or tomorrow, but if you do, let us uh, let him know for his fans here in central Iowa. Uh, HBD. Dave Sinekin, theheadcheese.com. Dave, we'll talk to you in a couple of weeks. Thank you, sir. All right, sounds good. Good luck to your Broncos. Yeah, thank you very much. <laughs> Dave Sinek in theheadcheese.com. Uh, you can uh, read him there. You can hear him on KFAN Saturdays. And then on Sundays as well. Good we, stuff. We need to uh, talk a little 
Wolves basketball with Dave, too. He does. Does he still do the show with Trent Tucker? He does. On Saturdays? Yes, yeah. he does. Saturday morning. I know he watches a lot of T-Wolves basketball. Yeah. You and I watch more T a lot of T Wolves basketball. We're gonna talk about it a ton, but they're a fun team to watch. They are. They, they played last night. Yeah, got it done. Yeah, another win and Anthony Edwards worth the price of admission. Yeah, there, wow, there was really nobody in this draft that worth that worth that number one pick. Yeah, uh, they got the right one uh, seemingly. Uh, Nick Athen covers the Chiefs. PrimetimeSportsTalk.com. We'll speak with Nick next. It's Miller and Condon on Des Moines Sports Station one hundred six point in West Des Moines. Back to Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO and 106.3 FM. All right, welcome back. Your chance to win Hawkeye basketball tickets a week from tonight. Indiana, Iowa. Go to the Miller and Condon Twitter account. Total points in tonight's Wisconsin-Iowa game. Closest without going over. Whoever claims that number, first of all, if there are two of you, uh, whoever got that number first will that will be theirs. Uh, two tickets next Thursday night. Carver, Indiana, and Iowa Miller and Condon Twitter account. Let's talk some Chiefs, shall we? They have fallen to the number two seed, Houston. If they beat Tennessee and the Chiefs beat Denver, and I believe the latter will happen. I don't believe the former will. We shall see. Nick Athen, PrimetimeSportsTalk.com, joins us. Hello, Nick. Trenton, Ken, how are you? Trend Ken, Happy New Year. Hope all is well up there in the uh, cold weather. Indeed it is, my friend. You know it well, and it is frigid here today. Uh, so so let's um, let's go what, uh, back to the Cincinnati game, first of all. Uh, oh, I know a lot. I know. I know a lot has has been made about the the end of the game, etc. With the flags, sure. Uh, fourth and twenty seven, or what was it? Third and twenty seven, whatever it was. Right. Uh, it, it, I mean, stop that play, right? Um, come up with a plan to shut down Chase, which is easier said than done. I get it. But boy, oh boy, what a pivotal play in that football game. Yeah, you know, I, I, I'm i probably one of the few. I mean, I have absolutely zero issue with Keith Spagnolia sending an all-out blitz on that play because Burroughs throwing BBs all game long. Um, the issue I had was that Chris Jones was on the outside, not the inside. Had that been the case, that pass probably is not completed. Um, you know, I, I think they needed his push up front, but you know, Ward did his best. It was great coverage. Uh, it was a terrific throw. And if you look at the, and unfortunately I've looked at it too many times. If you look at the, the sky view uh, film of that, he threw that ball and he was still 20 yards from where the ball was going to go. And it's just, it's an impressive play. Again, I, I, I'd rather Spags be aggressive, uh, in that situation, um, than, than the lack thereof, which we've seen too much, but, uh, I didn't have a problem with it. It was just a, it was a perfect throw. It was a great catch. And, you know, there were still other chances for the Chiefs to, to stop on that drive. Granted, three first downs were given by penalties on third down, which didn't help. But uh, at the end of the day, the Chiefs lost that football game because they scored three points in the second half. What was the offense? What went wrong in the second half in your mind? You're right. There's been so much talk about the mm-hmm. defense. What went wrong yeah. offensively in the second half? Well, my new Bob Sutton is Eric Bieniemy. It's just way too uh, just not adapting, just a not adapting to the game. And they were running it down the Bengals' throat and nonstop, and they just kept throwing, trying to throw the ball. They had, you know, second and five, and they had two really bad passes, and then they got caught on that blitz. You know, if they just kept running the football, the Chiefs probably score a touchdown there. And I, I, I it, it, you see this all over the place in the NFL. You get teams with a great quarterback and. Great receivers. They're running the ball well, and they abandon it. Um, so if there's a lesson to be learned, 
especially in the playoffs, you know, if, if the hot hand is that offensive line, because that was by far the best offensive line performance I've seen all year. Hands down, no question. They were mauling guys up front and uh, in the run game. And, and if they want to run the ball, that's the line they need to use, um, you know, in the postseason as, as much as they can. But um, they just got – they just tried to be too cute and too fancy and uh, tried to put the game in Mahomes' hands when, honestly, it was in Williams and, and Gore who didn't even play that much in the second half. So that's where I, I think that's the mistake they made. Mm. Nick, uh, you, you, say, you put out on Twitter, you, you believe that – and it's happened already once this year. I mean, Houston beat yeah. Tennessee. You think they can do it again? Yes, I think they will. I think they're going to – this is what I think. I think there's been so much hype about the Titans now. They're, they're the new Bengals. Okay, so everybody's talking about the Titans and getting Derrick Henry back, and they still have Ryan Tannehill as their quarterback. And I'm sorry, Ryan Tannehill is not going to lead you to a Super Bowl victory, especially one over the Green Bay Packers. It's just not going to happen. But with that said, I don't know. This just I just think the Chiefs would do for a, for, a, for a break, maybe some luck. Um, I, th- I think they'll play pretty well against the Broncos to beat them. Well, I do, uh, too. Coley is trying to keep his job. He's an Andy Reid disciple. I'm sure he and Andy have spoke multiple times, you know, since since Sunday, you know, maybe giving him some pointers, helping him out. But, you know, I think the way the Texans play at home is a lot different than they played on the road. Now, they beat the Titans, obviously, on the road early in the season when they were kind of in their funk. Um, and if I'm not mistaken, they had Derrick Henry at that time, too. So um, I, 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 think, I think that they're just – they're not a bad football team. Uh, they have some athletes. Uh, I, I like their young quarterback. I thought he's had some good moments. Yep. Um, just something tells me that they're going to win. Can see it. The crazy things happen in the final week of yep. the NFL, and uh, as Ken said, we've already seen it so far this season. So it will be if that happens a bye. <clears throat> if it doesn't, though, it'll be more than likely either the Chargers or the Raiders. You've throttled the Ra- Raiders twice. It, it's easy, right? Mm-hmm. It's Herbert no. against Carr. So beating a team yeah. three times, do you fall into that theory, just how difficult that no. could be? It's very difficult. I mean, it's happened once. And actually the Chiefs did it to the Raiders back in the 90s uh, when they beat them in the, in the Coliseum when they were in L.A. the last uh, weekend of the season, and then they had to come to Arrowhead. And I think it was like a 16-14 to 14 game or something crazy like that. That was the Barry Word era. Um, but, yeah, no, I, I – I think it'll be more difficult now. Do I think the Chiefs are going to lose to the Raiders? No, it ain't going to be 50 to nothing, though. Um, the Raiders, you know, have a little swagger and a little confidence. And if they beat the Chargers, which I expect them to do Sunday night, um, they'll, be, they'll be the team or else it could be the Colts. I'm not really sure. I think it's the Colts, Chargers, or, or, or Raiders are the three potential opponents for the Chiefs, um, which will probably be the Monday night game, uh, would be my guess, uh, for the postseason. But, um, I, I listen. I don't want to play a team, have to beat a team three times to get to the next level in the playoffs. Um, I, I would much rather face the Chargers than I would the Raiders. That's just me. Mm. Raiders are playing well. Chargers are so inconsistent, yeah. and, and they yeah. and there's they just self implosion week after week. They yeah. they really do. They've been uh, this franchise has been. If you're a fan of that team, you've oof, been difficult to watch. So what do you expect on Saturday, Nick? Uh, this is Fangio's <laughs> last game. I, I truly, I mean, you have to believe that, right? I hope you're right. I I I'm hearing I'm hearing the opposite. Nah, I so can't see I, it. I, I it just. Listen, I, I've said this. There's a couple of Broncos followers that I really, really like, and and uh, I, I think the problem is Patton. I, I think you got to get rid of him. 
But he's only been there for a year. I know, but I'm telling you, you've got you've got no ownership basically right That's now. That's true. You got a complete cluster of a mess there. Mm-hmm. You've got a general manager who insisted they take Patrick Sohan the second instead of two viable young quarterbacks yeah. that could have wrapped their future around. Mm-hmm. You're paying these wide receivers a ton of money, and what happens? They stop producing. Well, they you know, can't get the football. You got to get them. Teddy Bridgewater's he just had an awful year. I hate to say it. I, I was rooting I for his story. I understand, but when you got talent like that, you know, I know you have an offensive scheme that doesn't fit, and you got you know guys running with it with no with no leadership. Um, it's crazy, and Patton Patton's at the birth of all this stuff. I mean, he could have made two or three moves uh, in the off season when he was hired, uh, got a better coach, um, found a franchise quarterback. The two things you must have if you're going to be successful in the NFL: there's no mix that works without a good head coach and a great young quarterback to develop. It doesn't work. Well, look, Elway, and, Elway let uh, Josh Allen slip through his fingers and took Bradley Chubb, who plays, yep. what, six, seven games a year. Yep. And when he does, I he's agree. not very effective. And they scouted him, they, they yes. scouted him like crazy. They were at, I mean, the, at the Senior Bowl. They coached him at the Senior Bowl. They went and they they covered his final game in Wyoming. There's It's just... Uh, don't get me started. It's inept. I mean, Elway has ran it in the ground. Now Patton's going to run it in the ground. And now the NFL may take over the ownership. And, you know, if Manning comes in, which I don't think they have the financial fortitude to get that done. No, but, but he's got to have he's got to have a Rolodex full of people, that friends that do. He, he does. I mean, they've been, the, 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 the dad and the three brothers have been putting a war chest together. Yeah. You know, they wanted to buy the Titans at one point. Now that's not going to happen. So right now they appear to be a, somebody, but they still need another financial mm-hmm. partner. Um, the NFL would love it, and then I mean, always going to be gone. And wouldn't that be ironic? Hey, John brings me in to save the franchise, and I'm going to dump him. Uh, I love it. I love it. I think it's a great turnaround. Uh, but uh, I, I, listen, I, it's Fangio is doing the best that he can. He's not a head coach. No, nope. he's never been a head coach. He will never be. Never get another shot at this. But he's got some hold on the franchise, and and I don't think Patton's going to make that move because of the ownership situation. Um, and that's unfortunate because I think there's some coaches that could be had. Um, I do not think that Aaron Rodgers is coming to Denver next year. Nor do I. Uh, I. I think Aaron's going to stay in uh, Green yep. Bay when it's all said and done. Yep. And I think that, um, you know, you're going to see a team on Saturday that's, uh, you know, probably got half the locker room packed up ready to go home in the mm-hmm. offseason. And, and a lot of fans upset. I mean, the fact that he hasn't been fired yet, leads me to believe that he's going to stick around. No, I think he is. I don't think there's any doubt about it. Now, Fangio, I don't believe, but we'll see. I, right. The Chiefs fans we'll that are going to make their way to Denver for this game and take over uh, take over that state. Right. I, I, Sertan's not going to play by by all accounts. And I no. like him. I do. I think he's a really good player. I do. But you got to take a quarterback. I mean, my, my fear is they're going to get to 2000. Well, we're in 2022, but the season starts next year, and it's Drew Locke again. We'll see. Nick, good stuff. We're going to talk to you next week because I don't think that the Chiefs are going to get a bye week. I just don't think that Tennessee's going to let this one slip right, through the grass. What's, what's the bet? What's the bet? What's the bet? I don't know. By the way, uh, Henry did not play when the uh, Titans uh, fell to oh, okay. Houston. Um, I looked. Okay. I didn't know either. Um, 
I don't know, Coke. Right. <laughs> we'll, Whatever. Yeah. Good stuff, Nick Athen. PrimetimeSportsTalk.com. Right. We'll talk to you next week when the Chiefs get set to host. Chargers? You Chargers. Think, you say Raiders, Nick. Trent's going Chargers. I'd rather, I'd rather play the Chargers, so I'm going to go Chargers. Good stuff, Nick. Have a good week. Thank you. All right. Good to talk Take to you. Nick Athen, primetimesportstalk.com. I, I don't, Nick is crazy. You'd rather see the Chargers I than wouldn't. Herbert? I wouldn't. Against the Raiders team that you club twice? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I, I just, personally, because I'm not a fan, I want to see Herbert against Mahomes again. I do too. Those two games that we got yes. this year? Yes, I'd yes. be up for that. Absolutely. That's what I'm rooting for. Really? Yeah, sign me up for that as well. Poof, but good. Vegas is going to be nuts Sunday night. Yeah, for playoff Sunday night team. Football, yeah, right. wonder what the get in is for that. Got to be a pricey one, you'd think. Well, it's easy for LA fans to get mm-hmm. over there, except there aren't any. Yeah, the Chargers, right? It's yeah. a little bit of a problem. That's true. It's a little longer drive from San Diego. I'm not sure there are many there yet left either. All right, our King Bill's going to help us out. We're going to get back into college basketball. Hawks. And Wisconsin tonight, an 8 o'clock tip. FS1 has the game? Yeah. So that's probably Bardo. Probably more than likely, yeah. So. He He's does a good. lot of I like games. Him. Yep. him and Hummel. Maybe my two favorites. Priscilla's good. Mm-hmm. I like Bardo. Uh, hour two coming up. Miller and Condon. We're on Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO.